0: we about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Hallelujah. No matter what, we live to praise Him. Glory to God. We sing when we drive. We sing when we walk. We sing when you provoke us. We sing when you bless us. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, you can get to a point in your life where nothing offends you. That is a realm where you live a supernatural life. Supernatural life is not necessarily provoked by fasting and prayer, it is by yielding to the word of God and living as though the Spirit of God dwells in you every day because He is there. Hallelujah. So we respond to the things that we don't see, not the things that we see. Hallelujah. When you get to a point where naturally, every day, thank you, Jesus, glory to your name, they become your slogan. You just praise him. You can't take 15 minutes to walk without saying, thank you, Lord, I love you. Make no mistake about it. Jesus wants to hear you say, Lord, I love you. Maybe you should go ahead and just say that now. Lord, say it from your heart. Lord, I love you. say, Lord, I love you. say, Lord, I'm in love with you. Are you sure? You know, some said they're closing their eyes. That's what you say to your boyfriend. <laughs> Hallelujah. Saying those things to God, they are very important. Very, very. Amen. He wants to hear us say it, and He wants us to mean every word that we say to Him. We love Jesus. We love Him beyond everything. Hallelujah. See, many times we, we should be able to say I've told you before, I belong to the old class of Christianity, the Asian type. The people that they used to call SU. I got back second this one, they used to call us that, SU. And I haven't changed much. I'm still SU. Hallelujah. That's why it grieves me, the kind of Christianity being practiced by many people nowadays. Many times, it, it still happens to me every now and then. No matter what God blesses me with, I I find myself saying that, Lord, beyond this, I love you. Even when this is not there, I still love you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I I remember that very wonderful story where David just lost a child. Hmm. Ah, What I said on Sunday, that Sammy told me, when he lost his job and he got home and he had a wonderful time of worship, And then travel for vacation. And then he ended up getting a job where he went for vacation. That they doubled his salary. We are not even singing. Once, we are not singing so that God will open another door. That's okay, it's wonderful. But it's deeper than that. We are singing because he is God and nothing else. Hallelujah. Whether another door opens up or not. Shedra, Meshach, and Abednego were not going to bow, even though if they were going to burn. They said that our God is able to deliver us, no question about His ability. But even if we not deliver us, we are still not going to bow. Hallelujah. Sometimes when we, do the, when we refuse to do the wrong thing, it's not only because we know that God has a better provision. At times it's just that, whether there's a better provision or not, we will not do wrong stuff. Are you with me? If you are Joseph and you sleep with Miss Potiphar, you can't deliver your people again. If you are Daniel and you eat what they eat, you cannot help them again. That's why i said, Come out of them and be separated. Hallelujah. He <laughs> says that 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1 that having these promises dearly below. Let us sanctify ourselves. Let us having these promises dearly below. That's, give me 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1. So let us ourselves from let us cleanse ourselves from uh, soul. I know it talks about body and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. That's what it says. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Having therefore this promise to deliver, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of flesh and of spirit. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. There are promises ahead of us, so they help us to live a purified life. How many people have been sanctified there? Can I see hand? Some are not sure. If you are born again, you have been sanctified. Now, whether you walk in it or not is another question. And there have been many who don't walk, don't walk in it. They don't walk in it. They don't walk in it. Do not let anger rule your heart. I don't know why I'm saying this. Every now and then we we'll see marriages falling apart. Another day because anger, offenses. Ah. <laughs> Amen. If you are a worshipper and you spend quality time worshipping him and praying one man said that every time I pray something bad gets out of me and something good is added to me it is true that anytime you pray somehow it's not a logical right to say you are purified but every time you pray something happens to your spirit man and when you keep praying over and over again you keep yourself there Hallelujah. And you keep yourself away from the pollution that is in this world. Too many of them all around, everywhere is dirty. But you purify your soul as you listen to the word of God and fellowship with the spirit of God. So we are different. And I will talk a little bit more about that on Sunday. We are here to bring the culture of heaven to this earth. The reason why we will be spared from infirmity The reason why we'll be spared from poverty is to demonstrate that there is a kingdom that they cannot see. But when they see us, they see the reality of that kingdom in us. When people come to your house, the confession after they step out is that marriage is good and it is not good for man to be alone. If they come to the house of a Christian and they come out saying that, you see, this marriage doesn't make sense. You have misrepresented the kingdom that you are from. Is somebody with me? Hallelujah. When we can't pay rents, when we can't pay, we are communicating, uh, we are not, we are communicating, we are painting our kingdom bad. We are misrepresenting the kingdom that we are called to represent. What about if we can't take a stand? Let the old world take a sip of good. If I'm seated there and all the presidents of the nations of the earth. I will gladly tell them, I don't... I, you can influence me. I've been influenced by Jesus already. Hallelujah. You know, there are many Christians. <laughs> Some cannot bring out their Bible in the open. Yet, people bring out cigarettes in the open. One, that's one of the things I like about unbelieving guys. When you sit down with them, they offer you, brother, you care for one. They don't even know you sit down with you for the first time. He's offering you and you are pocketing your Bible. When I pray in an eatery, one of my friends taught me that from secondary school. Any tree will raise his spoon and say, Father, will bless this food. Not a whisper. There are those who will say, Are you carrying Jesus on your head? Where should you carry him? On your back. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Why some believers are in a refined place, they start hiding their identity. After that, Jesus said, Whoever oh, is ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed before my, of my Father. I'll be ashamed of my Father in heaven. You cannot let people know you are a Christian. You are a disgrace. You've been blood washed, sanctified, and you don't want to. Those who show their breasts, those who show their naked, they show it without sending you. And you are afraid of the King of Kings. Somebody wears, I don't know the name they call it. We see all sorts. It's like we are small in Nigeria. One day I was in uh, uh, Houston in America, and at the bus stop. I wanted to take a bus to, I was going from Houston to Fort Worth or something like that. And at the bus stop, you know, we're all just waving. You know, like, it's not like a bus stop here. I'm sure many of you, you, you know. <laughs> it's the one that you have, like a reception. You all sit down, like, as you're about to board a plane. That's uh, not uh, a that doubtful <laughs> And this girl came with earrings all over, about three of them. And it was very really hot that time. It was hotter than Nigeria. And the next thing we just saw, you know, they just streets. They didn't send us. You know, for about five minutes, I was wondering. But after sometimes, I wasn't wondering again. I blended. And they said, I just saw that, oh, this is how. Nobody was surprised. So I was surprised. But after a while, I stopped being surprised. And she just didn't care, you know. She sat down there with her tattoo all over her, her body, and she hung her shirt like that. And she was walking around. And then the partner joined her in the same. place. said, It's hot here. And they... <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. No wonder Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, it is the power of God unto salvation. Oh, if all Christians all over the world will start being bold about the salvation that they are missing, something is going to happen to them. But tonight, let's talk about communion a little. Let's start from John chapter 6. John chapter 6. Let's start from verse 43. Jesus started saying some very important things. I just want to explain briefly what we are here to do tonight. Because communion service, the way the things of the Spirit function is such that What you don't recognize will not work for you. Even when you have all the treasures of heaven living inside you, if you don't know, this is why exposing yourself to the Word of God is very important. The Word of God is the mirror. When you look at the mirror, you don't see anything other than yourself. So when we look at the Word of God, you see what Jesus has done in your spirit. And the more you look, the more you capture it. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. This is why spending time listening to the word of God is very... The word of God has ability to get all bitterness, anger, resentment, lost away. He said, how shall a young man cleanse his way by taking it to the word? When the word settles inside, lust will jump out. So a Christian should endeavor to take time to expose yourself to the word of God. It will cause whatever is not stable your soul to get out. I remember when I was young, I couldn't stay in a dark place. Many of you are still like that out to now. If they by mistake, you are alone there, they take light. You rush to carry candle, or carry people like that. Then you imagine all the other films you've seen. Who tells you that demons cannot pray when there's light? Because that's what you think. You think that when it is dark, Satan is more powerful. Otherwise, why are you afraid of staying in a dark place? You think that since it's done? Something will choke you, <laughs> and the devil will start working on your imagination. When you are afraid, like that something will draw from the wall. <laughs> come, they have come. <laughs> you know, the devil loves to torment. <laughs> Amen. All of a sudden, once you are in that state, you are afraid. Something must move under your bed. You just hear a sound, and then it's just a cockroach playing. Even the cockroach now knows that you are afraid, so it's tormenting you. Just make it move, and then you are. You are looking around. (laughs) There are many people here tonight who cannot stay alone in the dark place. What are you afraid of? So when you put on the light, that limits the power of Satan or what? Or when the light is off, that reduces the power of Jesus because darkness is synonymous with Satan. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. The Bible says, Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur ye not among yourselves. Verse 44 No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me, draw him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Verse 45. It is written in the prophet, verse 46. I'm going to. No man has seen the Father save the Son, which is verse 47. Uh-huh. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath what? Say it together. Next verse. I am the bread of life. Mm. How many of you have eaten bread before? (laughs) Definitely everybody. All kinds of bread. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. Mm. This is the bread we come down from heaven that a man might eat thereof and not die. Say amen. I will define death another day. About physical death and spiritual death. But that's not tonight. I am the living bread We came down from heaven. If any man eats of this bread, he shall what? Say it together. And the bread that I will give is my flesh. And I will give, which I will give for the life of the world. Next verse. And then the Jews couldn't take it. Ah! What kind of nonsense is this guy talking? He will give us his flesh. He first said that he will give a bread. Anybody who eats that bread will never die. Then now he's saying that the bread he's talking about is his flesh. <laughs> and <laughs> next verse, they said, "Will he give us his flesh to eat?" Then Jesus said to them, "Verily, verily." I don't know. The Lord is in the habit of he will say something, they will get angry. Then he will press him further. Now he had to read again. He said, "Verily, verily, I say unto you." Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whosoever mm. eats my flesh and drinks my blood at eternal life, I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Those guys were like, oh, What does it take us for vampires? We should eat his flesh and his blood. And the Lord just kept talking without minding them. <laughs> amen. Next verse. As the Father sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even shall live by me. Say amen. amen. Oh, so we can live by Jesus, the way Jesus lived live by the Father. This is the bread we came down from heaven, not as your Father that ate manna and are dead, Either he that eateth this bread shall live forever. Next verse. This thing is said in the synagogue as he taught the Capernaum. Verse 60. Many therefore of his disciples, when they heard this, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Next verse. When Jesus' name said that disciple murmured, he said unto them, Does this offend you? Now, if you read on, many of them stopped working with him from this moment. He said, What about if I tell you he's doing what I said again? He looked at them when he said we saw that they were offended. He said, Oh, that is offending you. That's more. He said, Let me tell you something again. What if I tell you that when you see angels ascend and this, and they said, Okay, okay, now. From that time, many of the disciples went back and walked no more with him. They said, This is hard gospel. Why is the subject? Of course, I can't get into one tenth of this tonight, but we'll stop where we can stop. Why is this subject such a powerful thing when it comes to the matter of blood? I'm going to refer you quickly to Genesis chapter 12, Exodus 12, when they left Egypt. And then we are going to read something again, Leviticus chapter 12. But Jesus had many disciples. Initially, they were more than 12. Did they venture into the topic of his blood being taken and his flesh being eaten? A lost About 80% of disciples. They said, We'll see you perform miracles. We'll see you do some stuff. But this one you are saying, Ah, ah. We eat your flesh. We drink your blood. We live forever. Hell no. And they left. And Jesus looked at the ones remaining. He said, Do you want to go also? And they said, Master, you have the words of life. Where do we go to? But what we are looking at tonight is what is so crucial about this subject of blood? In every generation, In every nation on earth, when you talk about blood, it becomes a serious matter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Blood is such a such a strong stuff that across the nations of the earth, there's nowhere, there's no kind of respect for the blood and the kind of sacred stuff. Everybody, uh, something happens when you talk about blood. When you see people bleeding, it gives a kind of horrors and nobody wants to share with that. It, it does something to you. It's because of something from the beginning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So your blood transfusion. Let's read Exodus 12. Thank you. This shall be unto you a memorial day. You shall keep it. I want to see where they put the blood on the pole. Anyway, not to bother us so much. You all know the story. After the first plague, Pharaoh refused. After the second plague, no problem. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. When God did the night one, Pharaoh still didn't let the people go. Then the Almighty God spoke to Moses and said, there is one more plague. (laughs) There is a particular verse where the Bible said that that, there is one more plague I will bring upon Pharaoh. After this one is my master's stroke. It will let the people go. And then all other plagues were not going to bring them out of Egypt. So there was no ceremony attached. When he got to this final one, God said to Moses that this final one, there must be ceremony. And the ceremony is this. Kill a lamb. And he gave them a specification. There must not be any blemish on that lamb. it mustn't be deformed in any way. It must be three years old. He told them that he gave them some specification. And he said that when you eat the lamb, nothing must be left overnight. And he said, but that's not the main thing. The main thing is that the blood from that lamb, put it on your poles, door and then he said, if you are inside, if you are inside, he said in the night, an angel of destruction, do we still have angel of destruction? Yes. Anywhere you hear of war and bloodshed, accidents, an angel of destruction is at work. God is good, although He judges. Many times, when you see destruction, it's an angel of death at work. For this cause, cars misbehave on the express when you least expect them. All kinds of things. Somebody says something and it triggers a civil war, and one thousand people slaughtered. He said there is going to be. <laughs> If you read it, to give any pressure, as if the angel of death came from God. Well, theologically, that can be explained in many ways, but I don't want to go fully into that. But the point is this. All that God needs to do for the devil to operate is to remove his hand. So the Bible says that when the Spirit of God left Saul, an evil spirit came upon him. But the Bible puts an evil spirit from the Lord. Now, God does not have any evil spirit. What that situation is actually says is that when God left Saul, Satan occupied him. If you put on lights, Depending on the intensity of the light, the darkness will move back. If the light is candle light, it chases darkness to an extent. If you increase the capacity of the light, darkness will move back more. Now, if we go for 100 watts, it will move back more. Now, when the light begins to dim, the darkness is coming back. Coming back. Maybe you could see 10 meters before now, 7, 8, 6, 5. Until light goes off, you can't see anything again. Are you with me? So, darkness we have is good time in the absence of light. So when the Spirit of God lets son and evil spirit occupy him. And when the Spirit of God leaves any man also, evil spirit will occupy the man. Are you with me? There will never be a vacuum. Either God or Satan. There will never be a vacuum in this world. Now, I need to say this at this point. If the gospel is not advancing, Satan's agenda will be advancing. That is the way God created the world. There cannot be a vacuum. One kingdom must dominate at part time. If it is not God, it has to be Satan. Hallelujah. So where there are no, uh, where the church is not uh, excelling, and the laws of God are coming, up, evil laws will come. People will be told that it's okay to sleep with animals. You will watch people protect the rights of trees, the rights of animals, but they will say that it's okay to abort. The foolishness of European countries. They will fight for tree. You can't kill tree. The other day. <laughs> You, you know, you can't hunt here. Eh? If you take a lot of African eh, hunters there, eh, many of them will go to jail. When you say, Auntie, look, I can't hunt. You can't. I went uh, uh, I went to the Ogushola's house, and at the back of their house, I saw Square and I think Rabbi They were playing around. And they will be looking at you like this. I said, <laughs> you know, I just thought to myself, I hope this guy, I hope you know I'm from Nigeria. Bring my people here <laughs> We'll be roasting you in some minutes. But it's not allowed there. How do you explain people protecting, you can't call down a tree. There are those who will arrest you if you do. And these same people will say it's okay to abort a baby. So you protect a tree, but you cannot protect an unborn child. It is a madness. When people refuse to retain God in their thinking, the Bible said they will do things that are not convenient. And that's what you are saying. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you following me? So, (laughs) he said the angel of destruction will pass in the night. He said, here is the deal. If you are inside the house, God swore that nothing would happen to anybody inside. He said, but if anybody should go out, you are on your own. That's why... The access point to your house is your door. He says, so put the blood there. Meaning that everybody under that roof will be under the protection of the blood. And that the angel of destruction will never cross over the blood to attack anybody. It's practically impossible. Can you remember the story of Ahab, The halots. When the spies were going, she said, promise that you will not destroy me. I just explained to them, when you see the, see the angel of destruction, they said, promise that you will not destroy me when you come. And they said, because you have harbored us, nothing will happen to you. But as they were going, one of them thought, and he said, hey, 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 There must be a sign of covenants. You know the story of Rehab? Can you remember what they tied on the widow? It was a red ribbon. Red means the blood. They were bringing Rehab. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. The spies were bringing rehab into what is called blood covenant. From tonight, if I don't, of course I can't finish tonight, I don't know whether I'll be led to connote this way Sunday or any other time, but whenever we are true, Satan and his angels of destruction will never destroy anything that has to do with you or the works of your hand again. Yeah. The time has come we will not record any miscarriage in this church. Yeah. It is possible. We will not, you won't start something and watch it get destroyed. Yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You won't waste your money, spend heavily on health. Yeah. In Jesus name. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. They told Rahab that destruction is coming. But do something. Let it be red. Tie it on your window. Let all other houses go down. Yours will not go down. Did that happen? I'm showing you how powerful this is. So much confidence did God have in this thing that He told the Israelites. He used one word in that Genesis, uh, uh, Exodus 12, that He said, In the night, all the firstborns of, faith of the Egyptians will die. He said, But against you guys, not even we one dog back against you. God doesn't joke with words. I believe that night, no dog back. If there was association dog, Rottweiler, whatever dog that used to harass you, if the dog saw you that night, it will keep quiet because the Almighty God declared that no dog will back. I you know God has the ability to do that. He did that for Daniel when He told all, all lions to fast and not eat, and they did it, Daniel. So the same thing down now. So he said, dogs, you don't back tonight. God gave a word. He said, Not only will you guys be preserved, dog won't back against any one of you. He said, but on the other side, you are going to hear the serious cry. And it's happened. Even Pharaoh, his firstborn that should be the next king, the heir apparent to the throne, died right before his eyes. But these things happened through blood covenants. When the blood was brought in, there was destruction on one side. On one side, destruction. On the other side, safety, absolute safety, absolute peace by the blood. That's why I said that they overcame by So The same thing, as that trump, those trumpets went up into the air, all those houses started coming down. And everybody was looking at Rahab's apartment and the apartment stood still. Many of us in the church have not understood the power that is in the blood of Jesus. So, Jesus started saying, I brought in Rahab's story just to illustrate something. Right? My time just one. Just to illustrate something very important. When he was talking today about hitting his flesh where we started from and drinking his blood, they did not understand what the master was saying. Is it going to cut his flesh? They did not understand what is called God's ability to use something to substitute for something. One of the questions that he did not ask from the beginning and that is why when we pray over this thing now, right now as I'm talking, it's still bread and wine. Once we pray, it becomes flesh and blood. By the same principle, the angel appeared to Mary and he said that thou art well favored. He said, you will be as the child. Jesus came into the womb of Mary, not through spam, not through intercourse by, by the spoken word. Hallelujah. Amen. But it wasn't only God that did that. When they tied that ribbon on Rahab's house, it was not a physical blood. But because they called it a symbol of blood and protection, it represented that. Because in Christ Jesus, we have one spiritual ability that Adam lost. When Adam was naming the animals, the Bible said that whatsoever name Adam called them, that was their name. So when we look at wine and blood and we say this is flesh and blood, they become flesh and blood. So the Pharisees thought that Jesus was going to cause They didn't understand that he was just going to take bread one day and it will take blood. And if the Master should say, This is my flesh and this is my blood, they cease to become bread and wine, they become flesh and blood. Because the master created everything the first way with the word of his mouth. Are you with me? And now he lives in us. When we to in the name of Jesus Christ look over bread and wine. And we say this is flesh and blood. It becomes flesh and blood. And for anyone who believes, what will happen is that we are about to step into the blood covenant. This time around, it's not on your window. <laughs> it's not your doorpost. This time around, it's in you. Can I add the bread? I want to explain one more thing. Leviticus chapter 12. Ah, Lord, we have to stop here. Leviticus chapter 12. Let's start from verse 7, or thereabout. Let, let's go to verse 12-7. Is somebody with me? Are you ready tonight? Praise the Lord. Who shall love I before the Lord and make atonement for her? She shall be cleansed on my verse 11. 11. Thank you. Hallelujah. The blood that gives me strength from day to day, name. Verse 11. 11-12-11 to the highest mountain. What's happening? There's no 11. There's Leviticus 12. Are you sure? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I'm, Oh, let me check where it talks about the life of the flesh is in the blood. Are you sure there's no 11? Oh, I made a mistake. Sorry, I thought there was 11. Is it Leviticus 12, level 12. Leviticus 12. I've read it before, you should. I know it's Leviticus, I think it's 1711, oh, okay, sorry, thank you, 1711, amen, hallelujah, Yes. alright, thank you so much. For the life of the flesh is what? Let's say it together. Hi This is how a Christian can overcome bad habits. This is how generational causes are broken. This is how whatever wrong stuff is coming through families. This is how it stops when it gets to you. This is what you must know. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Everybody say it one more time, it's in the blood. Thank you. Just put it there. Thank you. Thank you so much. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Hallelujah. Mm. Is my mind around? It's not around. Okay. The life of the flesh is in the blood. How best am I? Are you, are you understanding this? Praise the Lord. That means everything that you see about the person. Is in his blood. His own life spans from his blood. It evolves from his blood. That is why some of you are here and some are listening to me. You have complained about certain things about your parents. There are people who all their life have fought their parents. My father is wicked. My father did this to my mother. Only for them to become 40 and start doing exactly what their father did is in the blood. I've told that psychologists have not been able to find out why children who watch their father pounding and punching their mom, after we even defend the mom, will marry and start pounding their wife also. Why mother in law? When they were when, when her husband married her, our own mother in law came, threw the her old house upside down, chased out of the only for her to give back to a son. The son grows up and marries, and he begins to do the same thing to his son's wife. It's in the blood. The life of the flesh. Have you seen families where they are just given to anger? When they are hungry. Some. The father was sleeping around and he used to greet the whole family. Now he has a little, a good job now. It's beginning also. He can't just control himself when he sees supposed sex. And he can remember that his father used to do the same thing. The life of the flesh is in the blood. You have genes, you have chromosomes. They recall things or they replicate or they reproduce or the life of the flesh, that's what the Bible is saying, it's in the blood. So that means if nothing happens to the blood running in the man's veins, it's going to repeat certain things because the life has been passed to him by his parents, and the life is in the blood. So if you came through their blood, if you are if you are from their blood, certain things have been passed to you. Until something happens. Something is going to happen tonight. Yeah. Honestly speaking, even foreign doctors have said this. Why, that? Why is there in a the particular family, once they cross above 40, 45, they must have cancer? They can be healthy all through the rest of this. And you see this thing. The one that shocked me most. I read some of these journals I see from the university. But what, what, the one that shocked me, they call some families, they say they are prone to accidents. When they dry, in one year, they must have an accident, from fatal to simple one. And some people drive for 20, 30 years, no serious accidents. But this is why they drive. The life of the flesh is in the blood. And I need to use this to explain to us what has happened when a man, if any man be in Christ, because that is the answer to everything. But it is not well understood by many. Hallelujah. They overcame by the blood. And by the word of their testimony. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, (laughs) the life of the flesh. Let that word keep bringing in you when you go, It's in the blood. The life of Jesus Christ is also in his blood. Hallelujah. That's why He said that anyone who hits my flesh and my blood, it will have eternal life. Because the same life, that overcoming life, that spotless life that's without blemish, that life that is full of purity and power that is in Christ, you can access it through communion. Even though by being born again, you already have it, but you can identify with it by communion. Say amen. Yes. Hallelujah. And your days with angel of destruction will end forever. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. As we think this tonight, anything that does not represent eternal life in any system we die tonight. Yes. And pass out of your system Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every abnormality will be corrected. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know. Thank you. Okay, give everybody. Let me can we be very fast? Oh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's all with me tonight.
1: Oh, thank
0: you. Thank you. The wisdom of God is functioning in you. Please don't take it yet. Just hold it. <laughs> if you have taken it, please get another one. <laughs> if you have, you'll be fast. Just give it. You'll be very fast. They gave it to you and you took it straight away. Just ask, ask for another one, please. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. I know, personally, I don't like this bread, but it's the most common that we use now. When I was in school, there was one where the bread was very sweet. When the service ended, we all sat down with the bread, that I' the many. But this one is not so. So a UI, we are coming on one day, all the Christian body UI. And the kind of bread is this one not a normal bread? I, don't, I live, very sweet, very thick and strong. So they caught. When we heard the little they gave us for communion, you know, I was the one of the pastors. Oh <laughs> boy. When the communion in there, we saw more bread at the back, so we sat down. I always what I do is that we are eating the most spiritual food. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are we true? You all have it. You know, we didn't actually planned this. It just came like a leading of the spirit that we shall have coming on. This is the first one we'll be having in about three, four, we'll not having in about four, five months. But this year it will be more regular. We will do it more regularly. Jesus didn't tell us how many. He said do it as often as possible. Like I do it every week, every day, every year. He just said as many times as you want to. But if somebody gets something tonight. When I was at Wabek, our bishop in Daosa... Just leave. I said you should put it there. What's the problem? Eh? No, 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 worry. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. When I attended Wabet, one of the days, our Bishop Idaosa's son preached the last night. That's D'Aosa And he began to tell us his story. And they said, you know, he's married to a white woman. And when they went to doctor, only the doctor, they they the first year they said they didn't want to have a child. When they got married, they wanted to have a good time. Then the second year, then they got to the third year. You know, that time you start asking yourself, come, we plan only one year of vacation. Now this is, <laughs> you know. And then they wondering what's going on? And when they got to the hospital, they said that you, you, you can't, the doctor said there's 99.999% uh, most certain that you will not have a child. And the first thing he told the doctor, when? He said, they told my father and my mother also that they would never have a child. And you can see me standing before you as an evidence that well, they broke. He said, so it's not new. So, can I know what's the cause? And the doctor said, your wife, are two blocks. He said, it's likely no matter what. The major part of our two, I think, were blocked. So, he so even if something will pass by a miracle, you, the man, low spam counts. Says so your spam count cannot run. <laughs> he said, so for a tube that is blocked, even if a miracle will happen, it will need something that can run. Now, one is blocked, one is lame. <laughs> and he said, even apart from the low, what that that is low also is also rotting. That's what told him. I said to the doctor that, don't embarrass me. Just stop at the first one. So say, can and it's rotting. Double dagger. They went home knowing that they just needed a miracle from God. They put on the pulpit for us to see the picture of their three mighty guys. Three boys who have almost scattered the entire city room. Three boys. I want to say, miracles are real. God is a miracle worker hallelujah. When you see opposition, don't be afraid. It is God's area of specialty. We should not be bothered by how bad the news is. Whether they say one person has a problem or two people, it's immaterial. What matters is that there is a God who can reverse the irreversible. Hallelujah. Whether they say there is a disease in your blood that is incurable, not that word does not exist with God i believe by the power of the holy spirit we didn't call this a miracle service but i sense a strong presence of jesus here every disease will be healed tonight hallelujah and because i've shared the world with you take this coming on in faith that whatever abnormality is there maybe anger is you maybe you have noticed that some things are operating in your life but I told the life of thou, you are about to take in the life of Christ. And it will supplant that life. And it will replace it. Shout a living amen. amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, when you do this, you do this to remember me. He said, you do it in remembrance of me. And he said, if you take it, you have my life in you. Lift up the bread and the wine. Father, in the name of Jesus, We call this the flesh and the blood of Jesus. Can you say it with me? Say, I'm holding in my hand.
1: The
0: flesh of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus. I'm about to partake in this eternal covenant. Jesus said, If I eat his flesh and I drink his blood, I have his life in me so i declare based on what jesus said that the flesh and the blood of jesus i take it tonight the life of jesus i receive it to my life in the name of jesus his blood runs in me as i take this communion the life of jesus destroys Everything that is not according to the pattern of eternal life in me, I have life through the blood of Jesus. I have life through the flesh of Jesus. Hallelujah. You can go ahead and take the bread now. Now break it and take it. Because I said they broke it. Take it. You can take the wine. Shall we rise? Can we pray a little in the spirit, everybody? Thank you, Lord Jesus. The blood coming out. Lift up your hands and just begin to pray. No, I mean everybody to pray seriously. Just pray from your heart. And pray loud with mouth. Don't pray silent prayer. Just begin to pray in the spirit. If you don't know what to keep saying those things, I have the life of God in me. I have the life of God in me. I don't know why I'm hearing the word productivity tonight. Fruitfulness. I have the life of Christ in me.
1: I have the life of
0: Christ in me. Hey, say it affirmatively. Say it with joy. Say it with conviction. And don't wait for me. Don't stop. Keep praying or keep declaring with your mouth. I have the life. So I have the wisdom of Jesus. I have the strength of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is my system. The blood. That eternal blood that was shed. The life of the flesh is in the blood. So the life of Christ. It is His blood that I have taken. I have taken the life of Jesus in me. The patterns of my life are changed. I have the life of Jesus. I have the life of Jesus. Every weakness is God. I have the life of Jesus. I have the life of Jesus. Every weakness is
1: gone.
0: I have eternal life. I have eternal life. I have eternal life. I live by Jesus. I have eternal life. I will say, take it. If you need to command your body to do something, now begin to do so right now. Body start living in hell by the virtue of this eternal life. Body be fruitful by the virtue of this eternal life. Oh, thank you, Jesus dos kilamandre que adús a la boca si za que esquiza cuya magdalizo dos más grande para ti tú se que teque balabashar o vos sangre vos rondo cosoto bradis colomostala
1: Oh,
0: thank you, Jesus. Blessed be Your name. be Your Here Oh, thank you, Jesus.
1: In Jesus' name, I'm
0: I'm seeing somebody. There's a condition in your body. That's why you are. They don't know why you shy away from marriage. So that tells me the person is not married. You don't know what. Your spouse would think of this condition. But see, the power of God is upon you right now. That which you don't like telling people that is wrong with you, but you don't you cannot say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are healed right now. Yeah. Hidakuselimanda parokosia ande pakidas lesutelema halamu kushalite hende kalatoria mande prakusta la inroku daya. Oh, I'm taking my people to a new level tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There are some people here. You will just notice that from this moment you will start having a lot of opportunities and a lot of money. That's what I said. It's a new day. It's a new day. Hallelujah! It's a new day. Oh, glory to God! It's a new day. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. We worship you. We give you praise. Glory to your name. Hallelujah! Hallelujah.
1: Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshomakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Toin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.